Hello and welcome to another great episode of the On The Radar Podcast. We are the podcast that features music and artists coming to, through, and from the greater Midwestern areas. My name is Peapod. Thank you so much for joining us back at our favorite joint, one of our favorite joints, Mr. Travis Guyman and Bigfoot Studios. Brother is moving into a wonderful new studio and hopefully in the upcoming months. Uh, if you follow him on social media, you'll see some of the progress that's going on right now. But uh, she plugs at the end of the episode, as always. Very excited. These guys, definitely on a rise. Decades of experience behind this act, but only been around for just a small amount of time from Marblehead, Ohio, which if you're looking at the map of Ohio, um, we're not a mitten like Michigan, um, but if we're, if we're listening uh, for outside of Ohio, it's about uh, uh, right outside the Sandusky area. So if you're familiar with Cedar Point, they're right outside of that. So, but uh, all geography lessons aside, this is a band known as Silent Hearts, and we have three of the members in studio today. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Doing good, Great. good, yeah. good. Happy good. to be here. Yeah, thank you so, thank you so much for uh, uh, coming by and doing this. Actually, while the re- on the day of the recording of this, you guys are actually shooting another music video, which is rad. Um, and so a couple of the guys are shooting some of the stuff uh, off microphone. And we were kind of joking that one of the members is uh, notorious for a lot of us and ers. <laughs> so yeah, er, so uh, th- they are home. They are uh, they're doing their thing, uh, but they are working hard on another music video. What song for this music video will, will this be for? We're actually doing like a a series. So okay, we're do, we're, do, we're filming two songs at the same time. Excellent. Um, so we d- we started yesterday, and um, today we're filming. Lie to me today. Lie to me. Yeah, these are both brand new songs. Nobody's heard yet. Excellent. All um, right. And yeah. Before we jump in more into it, let's uh, recognize the voices that are part of the band. So introduce yourselves and tell us what you do in Silent Hearts. Hi, I'm Dylan. I play guitar, and I'm- do backup vocals and. Anything else they ask me to you? <laughs> I'm, I'm Mike Drum. I play the drums. Naturally. And that is his real last name. That we is his real last question. name. We did get that question a lot. Uh, and I'm Ben uh, Pusateri. I do vocals. Uh, you might familiar. You might be familiar with Mike. He was on our very first episode of 2019 with Fate's Got a Driver, and he does guitar and backup vocals for that band. And uh, there, th- those guys, you guys are uh, those guys. You guys. It's very hard to pronouns. Pronouns is hard sometimes in music <laughs> because everybody's in everything. It's very incestuous sometimes. Well, and, even uh, still, like, yeah, I've heard people say we have been whatever the name of the band is at the end of the night. And I'm like, I've never, that's, this is a new thing to me. I've always yeah. heard you, we are the yes. band. Yeah. So yeah. it's, a, it's like, okay, well, I don't even know what to call ourselves now. Right. Which is hard for me as well, because, you know, I did this as a radio show before and, and Ben was on the radio version of the show. So he's not unfamiliar with stuff. So it's very, it's very interesting how it all evolves and everything. But Mike is doing great things with Fate's Got a Driver and they are on a rising act. And uh, Eddie is uh, working hard on this new project and new musical outlet. So that's good for him. And I'm glad he's in a 
better head headspace with everything going on right now. Yeah, so. we actually got to do a joint tour together too. Yes, yeah. yes, and that's when uh, when we were at Mohawk Studios when we had the Fates Got a Driver uh, episode. We were we were there, and that was in the midst of that tour. And we'll start. I guess we'll start it from there because my experience with Silent Hearts, uh, with with seeing Ben's previous projects, he was part of with uh, with another band uh, and everything. A couple of the members of Silent Hearts was in that former band, Unlabeled, which was great. Um, very big in the, and I noticed this. So I'm going to start off with this question: um, the big band mentality. Everybody had the the same, you know, roughly the same look. The light show, the 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 fog machine, the setup, big band mentality for such a uh, for itself a newer band on the scene. Is that because of the years' experience of everybody doing God knows what? And now in this project, you're, you're going. We have all this experience. We're doing all this now. Let's put it out there and let's just act like we're the the biggest band on the world, even though this is our n- new new joint adventure. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of that, and I think it's a lot of the experience and and that everybody has together as a group, and and kind of what we've learned over the years. But I think a lot of it is uh, us just trying to be something bigger than than just the normal local band you run into. We want to be, you know, something that's marketable to other people. We want to put on a production and experience for the the crowd that's there, and we think that's what it's really about mm-hmm. is the experience. We want to be memorable. We want people to to understand our message and to have fun at our shows, and so it's it's kind of all of that together. And we, you know, we've, I don't know. What do you guys think? We've kind of- I think, I think it's the idea of just trying to stand out, you know, like mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of music. There's a lot of really talented bands and musicians. So I think just the idea of being like Ben said, memorable. And, um, you know, like when you go to a, to see a show, like to wake up the next day and still think about it instead mm-hmm. of just like, that was a good time. And then kind of like it, that's over with. We like to kind of try and do our best to leave a lasting impression. And the message of the band, uh, which is I, 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 a message tagline, whatever you want to look at it, is a voice of the voiceless. So, wh- why bring that out? Why, what what is the message? What what does that mean to anybody who wants to? I think you know, anybody reach out? anybody can write songs about you know that that don't really hold much meaning or that you know just place words. Um, on top of music just to make it catchy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that the idea of writing something that has some substance to it, something that people can relate to, like, you know, when you're in that moment when, I don't know, you you are, de- maybe you just got in a fight with your significant other or something and you, you go off in the other room and you slam the door and you crank up your stereo just to kind of lose yourself and go to a place that you can relate to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that um, Silent Hearts is definitely... I think that's the idea is to kind of when when you're at that place where you feel like, you know, no one is relating to you or that you're in a situation, you know, a rough situation. Like we try to write songs about those kinds of situations to kind of pull you out and to kind of like, you know, have you look at the glass half full instead of half empty. The validity of music is something that is being lost right now. So I think with the the message and the feeling and, and, and Dylan is, uh, is uh, definitely uh, not on his head on this one, but uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's very, it's very hard. It, it's all this music being pumped out from the machine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all a formula. It, it's all formula. And, and, you know, we, we've witnessed it firsthand. Uh, we, you know, being in the radio industry, I, I see it firsthand. I hear it firsthand. Like, 
when your biggest uh when when one of the hottest artists on a radio station has four singles and they're played every hour at least once an hour at least one of four said singles it it gets old and and it, it just shows that music sometimes uh when it gets to that level is almost like a factory i'm still trying to figure out though if it's the artist's fault or if it's just like you know like we were talking about it on the way here we we're listening to octane and and everything is just kind of like seems really similar so is it, it it's like is it really the artist's fault or is it the um you know like the people that are that are choosing these playlists and choosing you know to play this stuff to kind of make it all seem you know really similar or something like that you i know? think that's it's a combination of both because there's tons of bands and tons absolutely of, of music but we only get to hear like you know mini school mini fingernails mm-hmm. worth of the stuff, you know, we've talked about, um, like you, you have in the scene music and you're trying to, uh, hold an audience. Uh, it's like trying to get the ocean through the hole of a penny. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, there's so much out there and it's, and it, it gets all jumbled, especially in the age of streaming and everything. So, I mean, it's avenues like what we do, uh, with this podcast It's just, you know, shine light more on the, those acts that are on the, on the rise that are on your radar that you should be paying attention to, or you should keep an eye on because something is there. There's validity there. There's a following there and it, it's hard f- to get anybody to keep their paying attention to because we're all absolutely like this. We have supercomputers on our, in, in our pockets mm-hmm. programmed for instant information. A- exactly. And it's very hard to keep a lasting impression. And so I think that's really good for such a young band, a young band as in the band itself, not necessarily from the members of it. Um, they were all old now. So yeah. Really old. <laughs> <laughs> old men here uh, uh, to, to, put something that is this memorable. Um, and I, and I always remember, and I, I love the big, the big band mentality because even like, I remember years ago when I first started getting involvement of just locally, uh, of the music scene, I remember our, you know, local festival here and, and, and the guys in the label, you, you guys showed up in while well, everybody has like a van or whatnot, you guys showed up in like a, tr- a like pretty much a mobile home. Yeah. Which yeah. was like the raddest shit I ever saw. <laughs> like I'm eating pizza with you guys, and you're just like this, and like in the grand scheme of things, when from an outside looking in, you're like, who the fuck are these people, and like why do they why do they think they're better because they had this? But it's that mentality that sticks with you, is because like it doesn't matter where you are on the spectrum, you can get a certain spot, and if you could treat yourself like you're at a certain spot, if you have that, I guess. I don't want to say ego. It's the law of attraction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, if you if you if you present yourself as you know this this something serious, people will go, "Hey, this is this is something serious." Absolutely. It's not necessarily fake it till you make it, but in the, in the same breath, if if you can give yourself a a, a good step forward. Absolutely. You know, per- perception's huge, and it's easily controlled. Actually. Yeah. It's uh, very easy to control, and we and and that's another discussion for another day. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you can understand that. So, where did this idea for this act come from then? Because everybody has had so many experiences with bands and everything. But where did all the stars line in place for this? I joined um, Unlabeled in like the kind of the the final, you know, iteration. Yeah, and uh, you know we we had a lot, a lot of long discussions and stuff. Um, you know, they were a lot younger than me mm-hmm. and, uh, they, they had a lot of great ideas. And, um, so I, you know, I really dug the project and then, uh, we got in and started working on some stuff and, you know, there were some 
we had to move some shift some members around and stuff like that just to kind of get the uh the overall sound and um everyone just kind of on the same page when it came to like what the goal was with the music and what what it is we were trying to do and um i think that they were i think that anybody that plays music especially rock music has goes through a phase where they want to be the heaviest band that they could possibly be <laughs> right and like you know to, and and be like the craziest dudes ever but i think once you get past that and you take from that you take the good stuff from that and start using it and and um you know formulating it into um you know songs that are memorable mm-hmm. and take the good stuff from that heavy you know that those those years of trying to be the heaviest band take those things and use the good stuff and put them in catchy songs you know what i mean and so like make all the stuff that you like still relevant but in a uh modern more palatable way and i think that was kind of the the idea for silent hearts was to make good um you know hard rock that has those metal elements and things like that but also just really big melodies um like a big wall of sound you know Mm -hmm. we don't we we have two guitar players and they they never play the same thing you know what i mean so it's we're all about texture and and like you said that big band mentality if we go see a show and there's something that we like about it we're gonna figure out how they did that Mm -hmm. and we're just gonna go do it what what was something that what was one example that you saw from one act that really that you tried to emulate and either it it worked or it didn't work? What was something? I don't, I don't think we try to emulate other acts. I think we try and figure out what is what about that act is so good. Okay. Or what about core level? What about that song is so catchy? Or like what about you know? And and you take those things. You you know, it's all the best ideas. Even like all the best inventions were just someone else's invention just tweaked a little Mm -hmm. bit so if you look at it like that um instead of you know trying to emulate anything we're not necessarily trying to emulate emulate anything we're just trying to tweak and constantly tweak um what's what's cool Mm -hmm. with what we really like and enjoy and the things that you know make kind of get our rocks off when we're on stage you know what i mean what is something that that you thoroughly enjoy that the music industry is doing right now, and what is something that you still can't wrap your head around? One <laughs> <laughs> of the things oh, man. you can go, you, a, you, you can do be it. A bunch yeah. on the on the negative side of things. That's fine. Um, now the good things I like that's, that's kind of come about in the past, I don't know, ten years or so, where the big rock festivals that are kind of all over the country in the mm-hmm. spring. I like that when it's kind of. Uh, Rock doesn't get the the radio play on hit stations like it used to. You're right. You know, it's pretty just specific to rock stations now. So it seem it, it makes it seem like it's not as big of a uh, thing in the world as it used to be. But then you go to these big rock festivals with hundred thousand people there, and you see that they're still alive, and there's still people that uh, feel the music and enjoy it. And that's one of the things I like about you know kind of going to those festivals and and those kind of things. Modern rock is hard to book. Uh, on a sales sale sales standpoint uh, than other formats. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, no matter where you go, country music is the easiest to do. So is pop music. Um, but when you get into the alternative realm, 
the rock realm. I mean, we we witnessed it in our hometown with the with the zone going away. Um, they just couldn't get it. Not only was the the station in itself had its trials and tribulations, um, but it, it got to a point where like the 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 people in the back trying to sell advertising didn't understand what the type of music they were trying to sell for. Um, which could be an issue on their part, but it can also be the 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 um, the assumption by people. Because when you say alternative, a lot of people go to that '90s sublime weed smoking grunge era. <laughs> but alternative nowadays is literally almost a a breeding pop a breeding place for pop music. Mm-hmm. And that is another discussion about if pop music is in itself a genre or is it just popular music? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also all the the indie, the folk, the the little bit of like synth. It's it's a it's it's a melding pot of all these different artists, um, and it's very hard for people to wrap their head around that world. Yeah, to me, it just means um, anything outside of the norm. Mm-hmm. So it could be stylistically, it could be all kinds of stuff to be considered alter- mm-hmm. alternative. So what yeah. is something that you can't wrap your head around music wise now, since you were, you were ready to chomp on the bit about, uh, of, on that question. Well, uh, we're both into production, so I'm sure. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I've, I'd love, I'd love to hear it. Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts on that. I mean, you know, something that's really like, I mean, I think we had this conversation like yesterday, like specifically Billie Eilish, the fact that she can has the, her production on everything that she's doing is so minimal. Mm-hmm. And so soundscape oriented and that it's blowing up and that that's like and it's generally a faux pas in the first place. There's like vocal focus. Yeah, it's know. it's, you know, like that's just the opposite of like everything else that's been happening and people are eating it up. I think it's great. Music nowadays is just like a really nice backdrop for the vocals. Like yeah, the vocals are just like yeah. There's it's thing. it's it's vocal forward with like a little bit of like light music in the background. It's just mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah. It's totally yeah. There's <laughs> and and you know with modern production like there's just so many tools and and things that when you listen to the radio everything like I always tell people that um, modern radio is um, built upon perfection. So like mm-hmm. the new like in order to be played on the on the radio or even to have that kind of presence um you know like all the notes have to be perfect all and and producers make sure of that and engineers make sure that there's all kinds of amazing software out now to where you could basically just speak and then make it sing for you Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so when when you're listening to to modern music the thing that's hard to wrap your head around is you know how they're getting away with this kind of stuff exactly but then but then it makes you think like okay if that's what the norm is, then I'm going to compete with that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm, I know how to move notes around and I, you know, you know what I'm saying? So like the whole idea is, it's just trying to wrap your head around modern production and then what, you know, what it is that's making these songs so catchy and sound so damn good. You know what I mean? But it's just everything, everything is just like, so post-production it's, anymore. And, and as, and when you say post-production, when, when I take a music file, a current song file and just throw it in something like Adobe Audition and see that it's almost like one brick yeah, of that's sound. That, and that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> you know, that that's a whole nother discussion to be had, but that's the difference that's the volume wars that that everyone is is going through when it comes to producers. But because everyone wants their song to be louder on the radio. Yeah. Right. So 
I mean, that's, that's also a problem, but I mean, that all falls under the whole modern production thing, you know, like filling the frequency band as much as they possibly can instead of leaving room for dynamics like, you know, of good old days. You're right. Beatles and stuff. Like that. You want that, that dissonance. You want well, that as a musician, yeah. as a musician, you do as a consumer, it's a kind of a different story, you know, like it depends on if it's an artist that's buying the music then they're going to want the dynamics. But if it's, um, you know, your typical, you know, um, nine to five guy that has no idea about instruments or what it takes to even record a song, right? what it is that they want to hear in a song is way different than what a musician wants to hear. And they just want to be able to crank their stereo up without it, like, you know, distorting out or anything like that. Right. They just want, they want max volume. This goes to 11. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's one more than 10. And hang their arm out the window. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, and show off to their whoever they're driving yeah. by. Yeah, listen to what I'm listening to. Yeah, yeah I'm cool. Yeah. I've I, I mean, I've I, I blast my radio to play with something, but it, it, I also blast the radio for things that I I personally enjoy, not to just be loud and obnoxious. That guy while driving. Yeah, I think that in order to have um dynamics, there needs to be space, mm-hmm. and that's another problem with modern music is there's no space. There's no living in the song anymore because it's just like getting to the hooks and get to this part, get to that part. There's no like, just let it breathe for a minute. Like that used to be a thing that, you know, people could enjoy when they listen to music, but anymore it's just like, wham, bam, bam, wham. Like the next How'd that part, go again? Wham, bam, slam. <laughs> <laughs> it's verse, chorus, verse, chorus, mm-hmm. interlude, chorus. Yeah. And End of just, song, three yeah, minutes. It's hitting you right in the face, mm-hmm. one after the next, you know what I mean? Like no time for anything to, to breathe. Do you then you feel like that songs should be longer then, or do you just want more quality in songs? Um, it, all the above. I think okay. songs could be longer. I'd like to see songs. people care. Yeah, songs. <laughs> I'd like yeah. to see people. I'd like to hear. So- My favorite thing about the songs that I love the most is that when you sit down and listen to them, you can tell that someone sat there and maybe even cried over writing the song. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there was some emotion dealt when when it was written, versus a lot of stuff that's on the radio that's. Like, well, uh, we should go one, four, six, five, because that's what's popular right now. And then start your vocal melody on the fifth, um, and then you'll be fine. Just don't mess it up. <laughs> like, that that doesn't do it for me. <laughs> right. You know, and that's really obvious to, to me when that happens and when someone that sends us like a, you know, like a 10-minute challenge or whatever. There's, there's not a whole lot of left hooks in modern music. You yeah. know, everything's really like, it either sounds like this or it sounds like this. You know what I mean? It's not, there's no in between. There's not a whole lot of in between. I'm sure there is, but, um, you know, modern radio doesn't allow us to hear those things. You have to go in search of it. You got to go find Exact- it. Then, and that's a perfect point. It's, you have to go and search for some of this. You have to go to the point of, you have to go to your local show. You have to get outside your norm. And, and I don't know if it's necessarily, a, and, and, and I've been a little bit more critical with some of that stuff as of late. I don't know if it's just, my age. I don't know if it's where I'm at or what I've seen or whatever, but like I've recently been very critical about why this part of the country, there's a reason why it's some could say that it's an artistic black hole, but others can say on the other side of it, that it's, it's a lot of untouched stuff from the coast because the coasts are always going to be at the cusp of, whatever is trending, whatever's hit socially, uh, spiritually, whatever you want to call it. While the Midwest seems to be like this Midwest Bible Belt area is a little bit behind. 
So I've been a little bit more critical about like, why can't we have that mentality more of, I'm not saying that, you know, all of a sudden Ohio is going to be on the, on the, uh, on the forefront of change. But I'm also saying that I think Ohio should be, you know, and uh, any other state, and I'm sure other people felt like that, like our city, state, part of the country, whatever, should be more of foreign momentum. You know, giving that, giving an idea and making sure that they, they treat these artists or these, the musical, the music that's comes out of it is more, you know, musically for does that make sense? That was, yeah. I, I went, I kind of yeah. lost I think, my train of thought it, part way through the I think sentence. That, but the idea of, mm-hmm. of, um, what's new and what, or what, you know, what the new thing is or what the new thing is going to be coming from the coast is kind of pre-programmed in. It's kind of like. Um, the kid that wants to be an actor who thinks that he has to move to LA in order for that to happen. Right. I think that um, a lot of that is just kind of like pre-programmed in. I think that it doesn't matter where you are. I think it's easier to stand out like a sore thumb um, in the smaller towns and stuff like that than to jump into big piles, you know, or big ponds. But I also think that, um, you know, Ohio in particular has been, um, has done amazing things for the rock scene in, it the, has. in the past 10 years. It there's has. Been, there's been tons of awesome, big, huge artists coming from Ohio, including like 21 Pilots, mm-hmm. Black Keys. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff. It's one of those, uh, and 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 I feel, and maybe this is just me though, um, it, it's that look of like the eyebrow raising of like, oh, they came from Ohio, really? And then they have that 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 response. At one point do you feel like, what what can we do so we can stop getting them that that answer? Or is it just like it doesn't matter where you're at? People are going to give you that culture. A pop culture, it's pop yeah. culture. Yeah, I mean, it it's just pre. It's gonna be that way forever. Mm-hmm. You I, mean, know I mean, I'm cool with it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You, like, oh, the, yeah. you want to keep proving the wrong? Nowhere? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I'm all about that. Yeah. I like it. Uh, it's very punk mentality. It's just like, damn the man. Like yeah. this is where we are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're proud. Don't get me wrong. It may, it sounds like I'm slamming my own country or not my own country. Excuse me. My own state. No, it's um, true. But, though. You, you go places in it mm-hmm. and, and you, t- you know, uh, people are really caught off guard by the All fact right. that something like that <laughs> came from Ohio. Something, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You, I thought it was people, all corn. People, people live in Ohio. You and guys we, and we actually live like right on the lake. So it's actually a, it's even more of a different kind of, um, you know, lifestyle for us yeah. to even say Ohio because to us it's like beaches and stuff. Like right. so, it's like it's way different than you know, like the center of the state or whatever. Where yeah, maybe there are a lot more cornfields and stuff like that. But when we go out and we play shows and people are like, "You guys are from Ohio," like and they picture you know farmlands and stuff. Yeah, like nothing that. to me. Like I picture lakes, you know, and and boats and stuff like that. So it's just, it's it's just funny. You know, just it's all pre-programmed stuff. Yeah, don't don't drink the water, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's just it's that it's that mentality. Like we we can be proud for where we're at um, because of what we're doing, uh, while the rest of the world you know rest of the world looks at us as weird. But then we're fine with it because we we want to. I'm also the person that like wants to be at one point like tired of necessarily being the underdog, and I just want to be the dog i guess <laughs> yeah. like i'm not the, the underdog dog. but the i'm dog. not i'm not the man like you know you just get to the point where you're just like oh it's ohio rad awesome and like and it's just that's yeah. just me though i don't know maybe that's just me fighting the system right now in my life i guess <laughs> that that's how i feel like i'm just kind of stuck in my ways and i got cool I things think, going on i think so. if maybe one of those big um 
corporations or you know that control like the the media if maybe if maybe <laughs> one we, of the lizard people you know maybe if one of them <laughs> like set up shop in cleveland or something yeah. like that you know that would change the whole situation or if there was a huge record label that was based out of cleveland yeah. or something like that but for the most part the ones that have kind of made it through the years are, are left in those big cities like la and new york i think a little a couple of them i think i, I want to say i want to say equal vision is out of ohio Sounds... i might be wrong on that there's a there's a record label there's a solid record label that a lot of more up and coming indie and also hard rock acts are at i want to say i don't want to take the time and, and look it up right now but i want to say like equal vision is that hmm. i might be wrong if i'm wrong then you know tell me in the comments of this episode Waste away, waste away, lost 
you fade, you waste away You're a stranger Have you lost yourself in the anger? You're a stranger take a quick break in the middle of this podcast to first off thank you for listening thus far to the on the radar podcast and if you like what you hear and you want to be more involved in this wonderful project well check us out at our patreon page now depending on what level you donate a monthly fee you can get a better experience and a more in-depth and involved experience with the on the radar podcast we do this podcast to not only show love for the midwest but to show all of these great musicians these men and women who are working hard to get their art out into the world and we are giving a stage for it. There are links in the episode description. There are links at our social media pages. Consider checking us out and donating at our Patreon page. Got a couple of uh, songs and albums out right now. Of course, um, Love War, March of 2018. And then got a handful of singles that you've dropped here and there. Remember Me uh, and Stranger, both uh, out of 2018. Um, give me a little bit of background on creating Love War and putting something out uh, in in the world. It's always fascinating to see, like, you, you, you take that step of getting, you putting music out there and putting these ideas out there. So what made you do that? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like Mike was talking about a little bit earlier when we were reformulating our sound and, and trying to decide what direction we wanted to go, what our strengths were that we could play to. Um. But, but keeping the meaning and the feeling of the songs. So we started that writing process, and we have, I was trying to think what the first song we wrote was out of that group. I think Take Away the Pain was. But at the time, Take Away the Pain, which is the, kind of the the, the lighter... Uh, it's kind of it's deep. It's a deep song, but it's it's less guitar-heavy. It's less, like the ballad. Yeah, it's the like ballad the ballad. Of, that's what, the that's the word I'm looking for. I don't know if the ballad's right word. It's pretty but. sad, but... Well, whatever. Ballads anyway, can be sad. <laughs> so that was the first song that that was in that writing cycle, but it actually was more of a. It was a transitional EP. It, we were still formulating and figuring out. We were moving from unlabeled to Silent Hearts, so we were we were experimenting. We were trying to figure out what that sound it was going to be. You know, we had a lot of ideas, and we worked with a really talented producer. Yeah, and Matt Dalton. And I think, uh, you know, at the end of it, um, you know, with the with the new stuff we've been working on, it's 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 kind of we're kind of figuring out our sound, mm-hmm. and we're kind of honing in on it. And I think that there are moments in the uh, Love War EP that you know kind of decided that for us. There's moments and things that happened within that transitional EP that really stood out to us, and then and things that we really liked, and so that's kind of where we are now to where it's like, okay, that's the sound that we all really, really like and that people seem to enjoy us doing. 
where was the moment that you decided that this had to be a new project and not continued with something else? I'm just getting new members. New members yeah. was it just I think you when, know, we, when we decided that this is the direction we wanted to go in. This is this is what our strengths were, and then that we were you know, some of the members wanted to go a different different way with it. And Unlabeled and, had and, management, and I think there were certain contracts involved with the name and stuff like that. There so, were, yeah. yeah and you know, at at that point when we're trying to recreate, um, you know, the whole idea of the band, I don't think um, keeping that name really mattered too much. No. So. No. It it was just more or less um, the right time to do it, really, and and we didn't want, um, you know, like unlabeled had a, a great reputation, mm-hmm. but we didn't want people to think that that's the sound that they were going to get when they came to see us. So you know, even though just, the, some of the faces and and uh, is familiar, it's not the same world. It's not. No, it's no. not. No, it's two. Di- I think it was you know two different goals, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that um, we had to do that in order. F- to separate the ideas, mm-hmm. separate the the sounds. I will say that I like this sound better than what Unlabeled was. Um, that was a great that was a great band, a great following, good sound, and everything. I like this direction better. Uh, as a it's this more standpoint. it's more focused. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it think, is. You know, it's adding the the other experience. Every, everybody in this band has a has has musical talent, has good songwriting ability. Has everybody's mind is in the same place, so we have the same goals. So I think that that allows us to write music that's more um, appealing. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm looking for. More appealing it's, it's a, to the wider really, audience. It's a really easy going writing atmosphere now for us. That's good. So, um, you know, before there were there were conflicting opinions a lot. You know, and and I think that um, with this with this group of guys that we are all pretty much on the same page and we and we kind of impress each other all the time and i think that that's um the key and i think that that's what keeps us writing you know quality songs in my opinion you you still move as one unit even though the the the, the ideas may be slightly different um and it doesn't hurt to have a little bit of that dissonance because right. it's all different points of view but when the dissonance becomes too extreme and you can't get anything artistically done um, the there's band a, would kind of fall apart. There's always someone there to kind of reel it in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> really, the the process you know that I've seen is somebody will come up with uh, an idea, and you know, like we're all pretty, pretty you know, recording comfortable. So like mm-hmm. we'll show up with pretty much a full song, like like a de- basically a demo desk yeah. song, yeah. And then the next person will get their hands on it and go do all the stuff that they want to do, and so on and so forth until we all have an idea of what it's going to be, and then. You know, and then it we turns yeah. into silent hearts. Hmm. That's really how it goes. It's like we each take our time and put our you know, our two cents in, mm-hmm. and we make sure of it. You know, and you have some good co-writers and producers on it, especially with you know the most recent single "Stranger." You had some uh, with Nick Sampson, who's done songs with like We Came as Romans and Polyphia. So these 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 people that have paved the way for other artists that are on that are hot right now who have been hot right now with stuff and getting some of such a smaller project getting more stuff out there which is was there something that you learned from some of these co-writers these producers that you when you came into it you're like i thought it would be like blank and they're like no it's like blank yeah i think with silent hearts if there's one thing about us is what we're like sponges yeah we absorb all the information (laughs) We, we are too so like when we go into a studio 
and we're working with you know a producer like Nick Sampson, and he's doing his thing. We pay very close attention to what he's doing, and and his, and and try our best to figure out his thought process with it, whether it be him or whoever the the engineer or producer is that we're working with. And so we we're all and in like I said before, if we go to a show and we see something that we like, we're all just like we take it in, mm-hmm. you know. And we try and sort it out and figure out how we can use this stuff to our benefit. You know what I mean? Instead of just kind of like always trying to just write like a super punk rock song or like, you know, or just always trying to make gather information and use it. Yeah. That, and that's something that this band does very well. We gather. We're like sponges. If, if one of us goes somewhere and to a seminar or a marketing thing or anything like that, um, we they we take it all in and then we bring it back to the group. So, um, you know, we all benefit from like one of our guys can go to a seminar and then we'll all hear all about it and we'll all have that conversation because we're, we all care. It's a solid that. team. And we're trying to accomplish a goal together, you know? So what is your goal? Um, <laughs> you want to answer that? No. I'm, well, I'm I just mean, talking. Like, that's right. yeah. Mike, Mike likes to talk a lot. It's okay. No, that's fine. No, I rather, I, like I said before, I'd rather have the guests talk more than I need to. I, I'm the person that, you know, prods a little bit and, and, and follows the, the path of where we're going. But like, what is, what is a musical goal? What are, what are your musical goals? What do you want to see Silent Hearts hit on a bucket list or whatever? Like, what is, what is something they go? Yeah, I'm glad we did this. Or what? What are some of the? A couple of the had? guys are still working, you know, normal jobs and stuff. Yeah. So the big picture for me is just for, to you know create stability, financial stability within the music industry. Music full time, mm-hmm. basically. That would be my summed up answer. Same. Yeah. I mean, for for the band, I think that we want to be be relatable and be able to help people that when they feel vulnerable. And that's always kind of been the baseline for me personally with with music and writing lyrics. And we, we take that message and, and try to promote it to as many people as we can and, and try to reach a wider audience. And hope you know one day, hopefully, we'll be on these big festivals like I was talking about and that kind of thing. I think ultimately, as a band, we want to be able to reach as wide as audi- wide of an audience as possible mm-hmm. that can relate to it and feel the emotion in the music and, and hopefully help people that way. Yeah. I mean, I think writing music that people enjoy is, is really just, I would say, the big picture, you know? Yeah. The quality is if, mm-hmm. if there's been one theme so far in the interview is is um, it's all about the quality of stuff. There is something there, there's something there. You're not just making music just to make noise that is enjoyable. It's there's there is a reasoning. There is there there's a scientific method almost behind Absolutely. it yeah. because you take whatever you said you take everything that you've seen that you've gone to you've gone to seminars you've gone to your know, practices and things like that and then you 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 tweak it and everything it's not like it's not like being you know you see like a painting and then you're 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 you you feel this emotion that you have to sit in a in a in a you know with a feather pen in the middle of a field and just like write (laughs) or anything it's not it's not that i and that when you think of music like in the bare bones of like way back in centuries before us before technology and everything that's how the the muses um, uh, that people would get some kind of art from. It's, it's, it's those things. I think those moments still happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just not like the norm. No, you know? no. It's, it's There's taking, learning every little bit, every little part, mm-hmm. and then tweaking it and then mm-hmm. taking it for what, you, what you're doing. It's a band with a strategy. Mm-hmm. It's an act that, um, that you, you definitely know what you're doing. 
We and have we have the luxury of having two and like chemical engineers in our band. So, wow. So these guys, Ben is one of them. These guys I are just really whew. they're just really th- premeditated and thought out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in order to run a business with with people like that, which is, you know, what a band is if you're smart enough to figure that out, yeah. you know. It, as much as it is about the music, it's also about the business. Absolutely. Well, if you want to keep playing that music. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. You I have mean, to do the other side. It's it's one of those tedious tasks that you have to do, like, you know, laundry. You have to run the business and write the music. Yeah. You, you have know? to learn how to do all the, the social media, the stances, yeah. the everything. We've, we've talked about this in previous episodes, and, and I'd love to get your two thoughts uh, uh, on it, or more. I don't know why I said two thoughts. I meant two cents. But um, is, is what do bands feel like they're still lacking in when or any band that or any act that wants to start moving to the next level what do you think is uh is a business tip or something that they need to get in their heads sooner than later branding i think ultimately a goal like what are you doing like are you going to be an indie rock band that's going to you know have like this type of merch and you're going to go out and do these types of shows or you're going to be you know a metal band that's going to like like what are you doing that that would be the first thing a cohesive package I like to think of it like a a product. Yeah, it's a product. You're building a product. From your music to your live shows to your lifestyle to your appearance, you know, imagery. It's all, yeah, it's all about building the brand and the product and then figuring out how to market it and and who the demographic is that you're reaching and and growing the fan base and growing the, the, keeping the momentum going. So if it gets to a point where you want to start doing more than just your local hometown bar, which is nothing wrong with that, but if you actually want to make something of it, you have to start considering these questions and starting to take those next steps so you can break out, so you can start doing the line of touring and yeah. everything. I would mm-hmm. say, um, you know, after you define your, your product, then you have to say, well, where are the people who want this? And then you have to figure out how to market it to those specific people. And that's the hardest part is saying, who wants this? Especially if you're, you know, like I said, some abstract band. It's there is going to be at least probably fifteen thousand people in the entire world that love your music. If you're writing, you know, the weirdest heart filling stuff that has no, you know, pop guidelines to it, there will still be people who like it. You just have to figure out how to get it to them. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. be, I, I fully believe that. Yeah, I think that it doesn't matter what you do as long as you're good at it. Yeah. You know, so like the style doesn't matter as long as you're good at it. Yeah. Or you know or sell it you know like do it then if that's what you're gonna do do it to the fullest you know what i mean yeah go all yeah yeah don't half-ass anything full asset yeah right yeah (laughs) go always you always go full ass yeah um uh but it it makes it makes perfect sense i just i i feel like there are a lot of acts that like just you know want to play band and i think that production on your on your EPs and stuff like that is humongous because I literally just tweeted about this like not even a week ago. My opinion about it is that um, I'm the one that always talks about how um, the faces are going to get stripped away from the music over time and that the only thing that'll be left is the song. And even after we're gone, like if you wrote a good enough song, the radios, radio stations might still be playing it, Mm -hmm. but the faces involved with that music eventually kind of goes away. So there's certain parts of the branding that in time, goes away and then when all you know when all that's left is the song that that's when the production really matters and that's when it's you're gonna you know have the option or the or that's when you're trying to create that timeless song or you know what i mean that's the idea and the end goal for me is to be able to write um timeless music that 
when you strip the if you strip the branding away and you strip the faces off of it and all you're left with is the song it's just as good you know what i mean and it makes it just it gets people going just as much as if they did have that full package so i think the you know at the end of the day that the songs and the music really does matter you know the most for, for the big picture but when you're talking about how to get you know how to get things rolling and how to get noticed that's when the the full package of branding and everything kind of comes comes into play it angers me and it upsets me to no end when i see a great band that i see live and then i listen to what they've put out and it just sounds audibly uh, audibly like shit mm-hmm. and 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 it's starting to get me and, and and maybe it's just like my time more like maybe it's my radio ear maybe it's you know me interacting with these 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 great producers like travis like sean uh, you know mike you are a producer as well um and, and you know um all these people that i i've interacted with and and seeing the how the sausage is made and mm. seeing how all little bits and pieces of all the 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 you know the band takes from live performance and capturing it Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it upsets me when I see all these great studios and what the products is coming out is just terrible. And it, it just, it's upsets me. Like this is, this is how, this is your business card mm-hmm. in a sense, this album, this song, this whatever. It's this the is, reason for everything. Yeah. It's the know? reason mm-hmm. that you, people are getting interested in you. <laughs> yeah. You know what, yeah. how other people are going to, cause as soon as they get a hit of, uh, you know, you hear a band name, like literally today. You know, before we were waiting for you guys to come in, you know, Travis and I were talking about acts that we want to hit up. And like the moment I, I mentioned a band or he mentions band already on YouTube, already on Spotify, already on whatever. And yeah. we're trying to see and hear like what is going on. That's like that is how your music needs to be as much as it is an expression of art. At the end of the day, it, you need that business because if you don't do that, it, I, I feel like you're you, you're just you're just putting you're just putting a message out. You can't be, ev- and, and it's blindly, nothing. It's you just blindly. Yeah. You can't be everywhere. Like you can't, we can't just go to everyone's living room and perform those songs to their fullest. Not so, yet at least. Right. Yeah. Teleportation but, is still right, working right. on in this century. So if you're going to, if someone's <laughs> going to be listening to your music, you know what I mean? Well, I just don't understand why you wouldn't, wouldn't want it to be as good as it possibly could, yeah. you know, because you're not going to be able to be standing there set, like saying, Oh, well this part, you know, usually live with, we do this, or this part gets real crazy, right? Live, but like alive, but live, but live, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, you want to be able to deliver the experience without having to sell it, and let just let the song sell itself. Right. You know what I mean? And in order for that to happen, you got to have some really good production. And that's why I always love uh, seeing, hearing like those live studio sessions. That's why how we tailor our podcast is that. Uh, and you know, it, it's not necessarily a new idea. Like there's bigger acts out there, you know, with your audio tree. I'm very influenced by the BB, the BBC radio one performances, I love all of those things. uh, <laughs> the, the like a version, uh, in Australia, uh, triple J radio performances and everything. They, they bring these bands in the studio. They perform it like they're at a show mm-hmm. and, and it's, and it's a perfect expert uh you know it's a perfect representation of like what you can expect from them while the studio side of things and maybe it's how we've been programmed it's you know 
fine tuning and 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 you know you want to make sure you have the perfect brush stroke of of everything mm -hmm. and you know live has the same that has the same that has the room of the wiggle room for performances and everything and trying stuff on the fly and things like that and in the moment the mentality but if you want to capture that that time capsule the album is that absolutely yeah. mm -hmm. i and and i i i look forward to more stuff and 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 better stuff. I just feel like a lot of acts don't understand. And it is expensive, but you still want to have that. There was, I, I'm not going to mention the act, but like there was an act that I recently listened to that you know I I know the people in it is talented, and I listen to the album, and I'm just disappointed. I couldn't listen to it. Mm -hmm. and I'm mm -hmm. just like I'm yeah. halfway through one uh, like one song, and I go, the quality in this is bad. You know, I know it's not my computer. I know it's not my speakers. I, and like, cause I listen in headphones and like, I, it, it's sad that it's you, you thought you left the studio and it sounded like this mm -hmm. and it's disappointing me. So I'm upset for that, even though that might be the best representation to your ear. Maybe it's just different or everything, but like I got like, I got physical. I'm getting physically upset now. <laughs> just like, And it's just like. Yeah. It yeah, should no. because I want to see the best representation from all these artists from a section of the country that don't necessarily get the most love that it should. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for, it's just it's just that passion coming out. Mm -hmm. That's all. For me, I get I get, I completely get that when I when I go to try to find new music, it's the the first thing that catches my ear and interest is is the production quality mm -hmm. because I can't pay attention to the song otherwise <laughs> yeah you can't you can't not because of that production ear and as musicians you hear another musician sing so you are you are dissecting it in different ways instead yeah. of just trying to absorb it that's why like i can't listen it's a curse yeah sometimes yeah. painful yeah, it is it is, yeah. is i can't listen to the radio because of that my wife hates listening to stuff with me just because i always have things to say <laughs> i uh I, uh I that's the same way with my wife but it's on the radio because i'll listen to like a competitor's radio station or i'll listen to somebody on my own and i'll just like i did it literally this morning like somebody did a break and all of a sudden i just go yeah nice break yeah, that's great like it was just like no substance. It was nothing, and and someone could listen to my break and probably doing the same thing that's in the industry and everything. And it's just, it's very hard once you once you once you see uh, if I can go back to the same metaphor. Once you see the sausage being made, you can't unsee that. You know. Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. Pretty hard. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> my wife tries to pick out um, anytime she hears auto tune. So she's always like, she's real hip to like pointing a finger at that stuff yeah. all the time you know so it's, it's funny like we're always like we always trying to catch the it. audio too yeah. <laughs> sometimes i'm trying to ignore it honestly yeah it's, so, it's just a standard right yeah, yeah. You know, it's crazy it's a part of that perfection you know? yeah mm -hmm. but it, you you want that rawness but you also still want it to be produced well enough that but you also want it to sound really exactly good. yeah you want yeah. to sound it real but you also don't want to sound it it's too real yeah i yeah. guess that it's, it's a struggle yeah it's a struggle and a balance it's you know? a balance but, I, but I, I think that's the difference between the cookie cutter stuff and you know like real rock music and stuff yeah. like that you know is someone that was able to separate those two things and not take it to a silly place you know what's yeah. a what's a what's a good example of uh of someone not that that is that is hip right now um <laughs> that is not doing the cookie cutter Outside no. of you guys, outside <laughs> who's but doing yeah. something right now that is that is not uh, that is against the cookie cutter. I think that that, that it's getting popular. That right the now. obvious ans obvious answer for um, this with rock music is Bring Me the Horizon. They're just like always on the edge of what's going to be cool. I thoroughly enjoyed their new album. 
I love it. I, 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 and I know a lot of people like poo pooed on it a little bit because I love heard, it. but I, I, I can't, st- I can't abstract. stop listening to it. Like it's one of the, like when I get in the car and I'm like, we're driving around, that's one of the, the, the albums right now that I'm listening to. Yeah. It's that. It's last, very- last night, Ben was just saying something about how, about being a musician and how we shouldn't be so stuck to trying to make a specific style yeah, or sound say that. it's just very artistic mm-hmm. yeah you know, it's like we're kind of we're gonna go in here and we're gonna make this, what sounds good to us and we're gonna be artsy and that's what it is that's this is us this is who we want to be we're not you know we're not trying to be whatever the label wants us to be at this point they've 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 done that they've you know they've built up from that point and they're kind of like we're gonna make what we want to do and it's and it's risky and i've seen like a lot of other artists like that i follow like you know speak very highly like the new bring me the horizon album but then uh i know a great example is uh we uh you know a lot of people i know uh will will trash lincoln park uh for the directions they made post probably meteora when they went and they went a little bit more stylized a little bit more synthy a little bit more out there and they they got huge backlash from that from from fans yeah but they also sold tons of records they did people hated it but they they also they hated it they gained probably 10 times the amount of fans that they lost so Mm -hmm. i mean was it really a loss right and i gotta say like i even love all that stuff I, i just like the idea of being creative you know like whoever decided that um because you're in this band you have to play this kind of music I, something about that just bothers me and I love the idea of it kind of being more of an like we're musicians we're not like you know specific style you know a specific style that we should do like I think that from a marketing standpoint I understand bottlenecking that stuff but I think from a musician standpoint and from an artist standpoint it's so silly to try and bottleneck that like that's there's no artistry in painting the same picture 12 different ways it's always yeah. hard then when you try to explain to a band like how you know what do you wh- how do uh, book your band like explain your band to to me and being the media guy and trying to you know speak to them and a lot of bands are just they they struggle on that that answer because it's hard to put into words what they are trying to create so i think that, that that's also a complex too like what they're trying to create and then what it actually what it actually is, is yes mm-hmm. I think to me, you know, music has always been art. I've always thought of it as art mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I would lump it into painting and, and acting and anything else that you can consider art, but I consider it the most abstract form of art with no guidelines, you know, with no rules. There are guidelines, but there are no rules, you know? So at the end of the day, when you're in a studio and you're creating things and it's all off the top of your head, it's like, well, what do we like the most? Well, what's the most artistic? What's going to do the right thing for the work, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And when you're doing that and you're, you're creating things, it's, that's what I think it should always be. You know, it's art at the end of the day. And I think that people really lose touch with that, especially with the way that music is treated on such a, you know, broad scale. It's it's art and it's a business, but it you know, there's so many layers mm-hmm. on, on what music is, uh, and what it and what needs to be and where it should go nowadays. It's a world of infinite variables. It it's the universal yeah. language. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely and that's what that floated me to music and that's the, the direction that I've taken my life into. Um, you know, I, I'm not a musician myself, but I've always been so moved by the process and everything and so involved that when I got into a stage or a, a place that I can do more, I want to feature more. And, you know, that's what I did in my radio career, even though I've moved down, I, well, not necessarily moved down, but moved behind the scenes now. But I can still do something like this and, and bring a platform so we can explain to more and more people that what music and try to take this 
abstract idea and put some structure into it just a brief explanation so you can understand what's going on because mm-hmm. you know you get all these things going on in the ether and you're trying to explain it it's hard it's like trying to have a computer describe a sunrise mm-hmm. it's 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 very hard to do because the computer can tell you exactly like the elements and like oh the sun is made of x <laughs> amount of chemicals and it does this the lumens are increasing yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> but like you know trying to see someone and you see a sunrise over the lake or the, the, the river or whatever, you know, that's, that's a feeling that you just can't explain to words. Mm -hmm. So that's what music is trying to be. That's what silent hearts is trying to be. That's what every, uh, you know, everything we're, we we are trying to explain to the listener, however they're listening to this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is coming up with silent hearts right now? Because obviously on the day of the recording, you've mentioned briefly, these are all for brand new songs that are coming out. So, New album, EP, what can you tell us for, at this point in time? So, yeah, the, this weekend we've been working on two new videos for two new songs that will be coming out shortly, um, within the next couple months, most likely. Um, that would be did those songs also with Nick Sampson. So, um, and then we've kind of behind the scenes between, you know, practicing and that kind of stuff. We've been doing more writing and, and kind of working towards, I'm not sure if, it, if we're going album, EP yet, but we're working, you know, we're writing some more songs you know a lot more songs behind the scenes as well so yeah we've kind of just been throwing all of our ideas down and and writing and throwing them back and forth kind of like we were talking about earlier Mm -hmm. and the two songs that we're doing right now are kind of like a continuation of the whole stranger theme and concept and sound um so if you know if if you liked the stranger sound Mm -hmm. um that's kind of the direction that that the newer stuff is as well um I'm excited because I really like Stranger. That's, that, that's a really I rad think, song. Yeah. yeah, I think we all really, really enjoyed that too. It was kind of mm-hmm. like a, um, a, it was that, Fresh that moment in time where we like figured out how to blend the digital with you know the the rock stuff and just do it real nicely. You know, which Nick, you know, Nick did a great job with that. And that's hard to do because you know, well, well it, you you fool we fool with it all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and, and like try to figure it, the, those things out. But I feel like that was the moment where we we're like, okay, I think I think we figured this yeah, out. Kind of like, figure out the formula how to how to do it so that it yeah, it blends and meshes well. Mm-hmm. Which is good because if you go too digital, then you're you you somewhat you know fall into like the synth wave or whatnot. But if you yeah. go too, like. You, you, it's very hard. I think I had this discussion previously. There's no way uh, technology and digital does not affect music nowadays because, like, how are you supposed to record something? You know, how are you supposed to go and and put it in a computer? Everything, you know, you know, while while you 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 release something digitally, you're losing some of the essence that like the the outside sound or whatnot that like vinyl can pick up Mm -hmm. we're recording straight to vinyl or something like that when you release digitally you're losing some of those outside focus but like technology is involved in the music making process no matter if you try to do so or not yeah it's hard to you can't steer away from it silent hearts has always had the um the strategy in mind that we are not going to try to sell tickets that for shows Mm -hmm. um instead we are going to sell tickets and until that time comes we just won't play shows you know what i mean so like we play shows don't get me wrong but the idea there is to spend the time put the time into the product get people to want to come to the shows instead of trying to force feed you know 
people you know, to buying $10 tickets to your shows for songs that they, you know, maybe kind of like or they haven't heard before or whatever. The idea is just to kind of like, you know, create the demand before going out and trying to force feed people because we're, we're not going to force feed. We're just going to constantly mold, shaped, shape and mold the product to make it, you know, be more palatable for the masses. And once once people, we start to see like, you know, that people are like, man, we really got to see you, you know, but that's when we'll go out and we'll play the shows, which we do have shows booked and uh, we have one uh, coming April up 19th. actually in, uh, yeah. yeah, April 19th at the Odeon in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, we're doing a, a benefit for one of our, uh, buddies, uh, bl- uh, goes by blind James. It's called vision fest. Uh, there's a, there's a pretty good lineup of like, like nine, nine different artists on there. Um, so that'll be uh, a good show. If anybody is in the Cleveland area that night, uh, mm-hmm. Friday night, in a good cause. In a good cause. good cause, yeah, yeah. The proceeds go to uh, towards a seeing eye dog for James, and uh, also some of the proceeds go to the Cleveland Sight Center. So, nice. um, it's it's a it'll be a good show. It'll be yeah. a good time. I like uh, I, I like you. You mentioned that you 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 want to create the demand before trying to. Kind I think of a lot force feed the demand. I think a lot of bands kind of just spearhead themselves right into the dirt by trying to go out and force feed their stuff that they didn't really spend that much time on. You know what I mean? Because they wanted to hit the road so bad or something like that. You know, so I think that, um, you know, I think it's important to tour and go out and, and try and gather your, your fans that way. But I think that most importantly in 2019, the most important thing is to get your product right before you even thinking about doing stuff like that. So going back to what you're saying about mm-hmm. um, if you're a younger band trying to do stuff, that goes right back to the point of get the product right because then when you go out to, to play these shows, people will actually want to come see you. The demand is already there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's, that's <laughs> wonderful. And, and, and it's very interesting that the, uh, the mentality and the old mentality of like, you have to tour, you have to grind or whatnot to make sure people that that's how you gain your following. But well, nowadays where, you know, Bandcamp, Spotify, et cetera, you can put your music and it can reach people from across the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily you have to go travel to, you know, that place to gain that following. But once you get that product out and once you start, you know, creating it really the, the reach, helps. It helps you book get booked more. It's like it's like walking into the room with an army. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? As opposed to just kind of walking in by yourself. You know what I mean? It's kind of it's totally what that's like. And it helps it helps the venues and everything because they see that you've already brought a crowd before, even though they've not even heard you. Yeah. So it comes to your benefit as well. So yeah. the quality has to come first before trying it out there. Not not necessarily saying that, you know, grinding and playing shows a lot more locally and then, you know, maybe hitting your your local towns and then maybe going outside of town and then looping back and going and doing that route isn't successful. We're not saying that. But in nowadays, if your quality is there, it's a little bit of an easier time Absolutely. to start doing those run of shows. Yes. sooner yeah and you should absolutely play if you're trying to start a project play the local shows because that's how you learn what you, you have to build your stage presence and just don't get caught and, up and in learn the, the crowd yeah, yeah just don't yeah <laughs> but you know play some shows learn what you're good at and get you know it's good practice it's good to to build us you know the local fan base first part of the first but like like mike said it's it's about getting a quality product out there too so there's it's you have to do it in a balance you know I don't think, don't think I, you're going to go on some national tour in the first two months no and and it's gonna you're gonna have anybody coming to your show i think local happen. bands tend to get stuck in their little group of friends 
that they book shows with every other week. I agree. And the same people go to those shows. And so what happens is it's just like a record on repeat. And uh, no one ever hears it. Yeah, nobody ever hears it. I I always have a thing about scenes. Like, I appreciate them and stuff. But the problem with scenes is that one band gets squeezed out the top and 20 of them just crumble. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's because they're all riding off of each other's good ideas and and artwork and sound and and one did it best and one just does it better it, you it, know? like a scene is important but also think that certain scenes and this it's good can, to get in and get out i yes it's uh but it ends up being a circle jerk section that's what yes, i'm saying that's, that's my and point. and it's unfortunate that 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 some people might take that the wrong way, but that's, that's it's a total thing, it, especially it could in be this area. Yeah, it can be <laughs> it can be very cool kids club. Yes, and and I don't think that should happen. I I think it's you can have a healthy place for bands to come in and everything, but when when I see a national act get announced and 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 that national act that has that has some potential pool and would not hit Toledo, Ohio right away and I'm seeing these same local acts opening up there's a problem I think yeah um I I think local support is needed I think a scene is needed but I also think that where does the scene end and when does it just become you you can't sit with us if right. we mean girls it, yeah, you know, um, where, where does that line, where's the line in the sand? It, it starts to get blurred up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think, I think what you guys have talked about, I think is, is correct. I think is, you know, you build your product first cause the product will sell itself and you can gain that following no matter where you're at. And then you can go do your local scene, figure out what you need to do, what worked, what didn't work on on stage, mm-hmm. and fine tune everything to the point where you have this perfect representation of what you want, and people will follow the music that you want to do, and you will truly feel like the art you're putting out will yield you success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. I appreciate you guys coming in and talking with us and, and doing this, and I'm very excited for the rest of Silent Hearts and what you got going on. Deeply appreciate it. If you want to get in touch with Silent Hearts, how do we do so? Any any social media yeah, way that you can think of, we're there. We're really responsive. We get back to people. And Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. Yeah, all the music's on all the major sites. Yeah, all that and, stuff. And uh, we're on all the, all the major social media sites. So, And we have a website also, silentheartsoh.com. So. Yeah, thank you for having us. Also. Excellent. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for uh, for you guys coming back, some of you, and and uh, thanks for talking with us. And uh, I, 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 th- I, this was very, this is very good. We talked more about um, musical ideas uh, along with the band, which is which is also a great direction that I like. I like to take you know future guests. With. I think it's that's that is this band. Yeah, yeah. so that's I what think it is. Yeah. Very appropriate. Yeah, that talk about. <laughs> yeah, and that's great. Yeah. And I'm glad, and I can't wait for more. Of course, if you want to uh, do any kind of recording of any so- sort, uh, hit up Bigfoot Studios. Uh, you guys uh, plug your your studio. Yeah, Sand Road Studios. Dylan and I have um, over the past mm-hmm. uh, year or so been um, building. You know, Building and building, and we we have also uh, have got um, some people interested in in helping support that idea. So Excellent. we're we're in we're kind of in the middle of a transitional period too. Um, mm-hmm. we're, I have a detached garage from my house that um, we keep all of our stuff in, and we, and we do all our recording there. That's where I did the Fate's Got a Driver EP, mm-hmm. and um, ever since then we've just been working on all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I'm 
producing an artist out of it right now from Florida. Yeah. So nice. We even do like remote, remote record sessions, sessions and stuff, which is yeah. really cool. Rad. Awesome. Yeah. So hit those guys up as well. Hit up Bigfoot Studios if you're interested in uh, this neck of the woods. Uh, and of course, uh, follow this podcast on all the major podcast platforms. If you are interested in supporting this podcast, we have a Patreon. Uh, we have a t-shirt, our Ride the Midwest Vibes uh, t-shirt from the TOL Shirt Company. Go check those out. All those links on our social media. Or you can go to bit, B-I-T, uh, B-I-T uh, backslash on the radar podcast and every letter in that name on the radar podcast is capitalized um because um we like that so an uh, <laughs> instruction uh, yeah straight i just i can't do i can't do like when i do when i spell something out like all together like i can't even like hashtags i can't do the one word by itself i have to capitalize each letter i think i do that a lot too i, I just i it's just weird to me so it's on the radar podcast but the o the t the R, I had to think about letters, and P is all capitalized in that. So uh, go check out all the links of where we're at and uh, part of where we're at can be found there. Uh, gentlemen, anything else you guys want to add? I feel like there should be something we should add, but I don't know what. Oh, there's Mike's all kinds the of things that I could add. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most useful? Uh, thank you for having yeah. us. Yes, yeah, thank I you think again. that's thank you, guys. It. I am Peapod. You are you. Don't fight it. Feel it. And thank you so much for listening to another great episode of the On The Radar Podcast. Give a shout out to our friends over at Stupid Rad Merch Company. Now, Stupid Rad is a great Midwest independent punk clothing and accessory shop, and it's also the official home for merchandise for bands like Red City Radio, Bad Cop, Bad Cop, The Bomb Pops, and so much more. They're also really big into wholesale, so if you're into enamel pins, if you're looking for shirts to get printed, these are the guys to talk to. Go check out their website now at stupidradmerch.com. You can save 20% off their line of Stupid Rad Merch Company shirts, accessories, and so much more. Place an order, use RADAR, R-A-D-A-R, as a special passcode at checkout. Not only will you support a great Midwestern independent company like Stupid Rad, but you're going to turn around and help support us with the On The Radar podcast. Get rad with Stupid Rad and be rad by listening to the On The Radar podcast.